young, young, young. Thomas. Three youngs. Oh, my. <laughs> it must be my day. You're getting younger, buddy, by the day. Did you have work done? No, actually, this is why I'm on the radio. I don't need any work. <laughs> you got a face for television. I, no. <laughs> well, first of all, maybe it's that new smoothie you've been taking since I turned you on to smoothies. How's that going anyway? Yeah, you accidentally got some kind of protein powder in the mail yeah, from Amazon. I, yeah, I wanted to get some citrus fertilizer for my lemon tree for the spring. Oh, I thought you were talking about your constitution. <laughs> <laughs> and they sent me three giant tubs of... A protein shake. It's got good stuff in it. It's chocolate. All right. We don't want to sound like we're doing an ad, but point being, you were so excited about it that you turned me on to it. And now I'm doing it. How many have you had so far? Speaking of the morning constitutional. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have, have you been taking them like every couple days? Yeah, absolutely. You can't have like a protein shake every day because it just, yeah, right. it doesn't really totally agree with me. But every other day, every third day, yeah, I'm okay with that. And you're freezing the bananas and, and putting... Yeah, yeah, doing the whole thing. And throwing some strawberries and blueberries. Yeah, I've been doing that. All right, good man. I follow your directions completely. And by the way, do you know, this is kind of weird, uh, just to totally change the subject, <laughs> but you're sending me emails every day to right. kind of keep me posted on what you want to talk about. Right. And your emails are suddenly going into my spam folder. And I don't know why, but I'm having the hardest time finding your stuff because my spam folder is full of stuff. And speaking of which, you know, we haven't played that fun contest. It's not really a contest, but... <laughs> you started this because you get very strange spam emails. Right. Now I'm getting strange spam emails from you. <laughs> but I thought, you know, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't taken a little peek inside the old spam folder. So what do you think? Do you want to do it? In the words of Tone Loke back in the 80s, let's do it. All right, let's go! All right, guys. All right, here we go. All I ever get is spam, get is spam, get is spam. All I ever get is spam, will it ever stop? It's time for what's in your spam folder. Spam, 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 spam. Well, it looks like the Fiji Water Girls reign as the food-wielding photobomber of the moment is already over. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I'd love to put you in touch with Ron Torresian, CEO and crisis management mogul with over 20 years of experience and extensive work with consumer brands and celebrities. I'd love for him to discuss product placements in 2019. No, I don't think so. So that's what you got. Yeah, that's what I got. Why often the best PR ad plays are connected to internet reaction? I don't think so. How Fiji and Joey's Burger can harness this brand interest. Why do you think in a million years that would go into my spam folder? Because you drink water. And I'm on the radio. <laughs> How about this? Hold on, I hold on. I'm going to drop that in the trash. Now, what's in your spam folder? Costco now sells 27-pound tub of macaroni and cheese that lasts 20 years. No. And for a limited time, buy one, get one free. <laughs> You're set into the next century, my friend. Oh, you got good spam. I Great. got horrible spam. The only kind of spam I have is in our pantry, and it's in a can. <laughs> spam in a can. Canned meat. It's the future, <laughs> the way this country's going. And speaking of canned meat, guess what? What's that, buddy? Vegans. Oh, yeah, vegans. This is a strange story. First of all, the survey was done, the study was done by 
fisherman's friend. You know who they are? That's that Gordon of Gloucester guy, right? <laughs> it's the cough drop lozenge company. If you can't trust a well-designed study by fisherman's <laughs> friends, who can you trust, right? Really? Well, anyway, I don't know why they did this, but they did a study and they found out that vegans take twice as many sick days as everyone else. How about that? Wow. See? In the natural order of things, our bodies have adapted over the years, the many, many hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe millions of years, who knows, to become meat eaters, carnivores. Carnivores. You know, vegans are fighting back saying that they're the healthiest sick days compared to the ones that meat eaters take. I don't know if I'll buy that. Do you? Well, just give me a good fish stick. I'll be happy. Vegans are always trying to prove something. A little while ago, a woman from Australia, a vegan, tried to climb Mount Everest, right, to prove that vegans aren't weak. Vegans? <laughs> vegans aren't weak. <laughs> By the way, Michael is the dyslexic comic. <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, she died of altitude sickness. Altitude sickness? Yeah. Are you serious? No, I'm trying. This is a true story. She tried to prove that vegans are strong. She tried to climb Mount Everest and why she climbed it. She came down with altitude sickness and died. But she at least died doing what she loved, telling everybody she's a vegan. <laughs> really? Tom and Mike. You know, China just landed something up on the moon, right? On the far side of the moon. Right. They're now growing cotton on the moon. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Is this is this for real? Did you pull this out of the no, onion? No, it's real. Did One you pull this out of your onion arse? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I tell China? Hey, it's a big rock. Take it. It's all yours. <laughs> really? Wait, is it super hot on the other side of the moon? <laughs> they don't have water. They don't have air. There's no sunlight. Let's see how those plants do. What do you think? Yeah, how's that going to work out? Well, they're growing it inside... The thing that they landed, you know, and why'd they go with with uh, cotton? And how do you sing? How are those workers going to sing in zero gravity? <laughs> right? Those old Negro spirituals. <laughs> you are terrible. Hey, call me when they grow weed on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> then I'm going, baby. Yeah, and let's take lots of Pink Floyd albums. And why? Cotton. Why not rice? They love rice, right? They love rice over there. They got plenty of that. They need something else to sell back to us at uh, pennies on the dollar, right? One small step for man, one giant leap for the first moon. Chinese delivery, baby. <laughs> That's going to cost a little bit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, if you're eating cotton, you're not going to get hungry in a couple hours. Unlike, you know, hooch. <laughs> there you go. I like that. You know a couple of nicknames. I think. So anyway. No, I don't know anything about that. Trust me. And by the way, anybody, especially a politician, if they ever use those two words, believe me or trust me, <laughs> forget it. Just like, let's see how long it lasts before somebody goes to see our podcast, Thomas. And where can you find that? Well, they don't go to see it. <laughs> they go they go, well, to they, they can you picture, knucklehead. But they can picture two happening guys talking. Yeah, talking, that's right. There's a picture of us right there. Talking smack, right? Two happening guys. But I want to say... You take a good picture. I don't take a good picture. I'm and much the address is what's this world coming to.com. Tom and Mike. There's a guy that lives in Arizona, minding his own business, and he gets this email. And it turns out this guy has the same name of a mother guy, and he's being invited to a weekend bachelor party, ski bachelor party weekend in Vermont. This guy's in Arizona. He emails back saying, he's just joking, yeah, I'll come. He found that in his spam folder? Well, no, it's just in his, he had the same name as one of the guys that's in the bachelor party. And somehow, I guess, 
somebody made a mistake and said it was like AOL, maybe he's Yahoo, but he got it. So he joked back saying, yeah, I'll come. And they say, come on. So he started a GoFundMe page to go for the, to make the trip because he's not a rich guy. He got immediately $2,800. Here I'm, I'm thinking all the good causes out there are people to jump to give. And some dude gives money to go to a wrong party. They want to see somebody who is from Arizona who's never been out of Arizona. They want to see him get on those skis for the first time. That is the price of admission, my friends. Well, I hope when this guy goes out there, he's not the main event. They give some attention to the, the groom. You've been to many bachelor parties, I'm sure, have you? Or not? You know, that is really a good question. I can't remember one. Actually, I do remember one a long, long time ago. And it was the first time I think I ever saw pornography. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't find it particularly fun at all. How about you? The same thing. You know, to me, it's kind of sad. You know, I've been to a couple and they all turn into drunken debauchery and I feel sorry for the girl they brought in and everything. and And let's sit around and mock at the degradation of women in the Me Too movement. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a fun thing to do. Tom and Mike. There's a new book out, Thomas. It's called True Tales of Inebriation, Lechery, and Mischief from the Oval Office. It talks about all the things that have gone on with our presidents over the years, from explicit letters to slurred speeches to nude swimming at Bing Crosby's house. Who do you think that is? Who do I think that would be? The nude swimmer at Bing Crosby's house. Without talent. Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he was a party animal. It talks about Ulysses S. Grant rarely drawing a, a sober breath while leading the North to a victory, Nixon being a pill popper, and Woodrow Wilson, he'd end his letters to his mistresses as Tiger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you know, I am a direct descendant to Woodrow Wilson. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I never told you that? Uh-uh. It's true. Seriously. And he was a womanizer, huh? Yep. See, I, he, I've never been accused of that. <laughs> Notice I said accused. Right. Did you think about that for a second? No, I know. But, <laughs> how, but, but how, how distant is he? Like in what? Direct uncle. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty close where actually I might be able to qualify for a scholarship to Princeton. He was the president of Princeton at one point in time. Wow. So if I ever decide to go and get that college education, I'm a Princeton man. Do you know that Kennedy had a revolving door in his Oval Office? No. Yeah, all the women in and out. Is that why they built that tunnel in there? That's right, That's right, baby. Dolly Madison, she liked to party. And was Whiskey Sour Lady, Betsy Ross, Gin Fizz. Almost didn't have enough stripes on the flag, drank too much to sew. Did you know that? Well, you know your debauchery history, don't you? Harry Truman had four old fashions before he dropped the A-bomb. <laughs> no. Reagan liked the jelly bean martini. How about that? Jelly bean martini? Right. Jimmy Carter, he didn't drink, but his brother Billy drank for the whole family. You knew that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did know that. That <laughs> Billy beer was atrocious. Did you ever try that? No. Although, I like to have a can. It's probably worth something on Souvenir. eBay. Souvenir. Right? Souvenir City. Right. Could be worth twice as much as the original value. <laughs> right. Grover Cleveland preferred a knife to a fork when shoving food in his mouth. And that big fat taft, he skipped the fork and knife and just used his hands. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I'm on end with this one. Lincoln wasn't much of a drinker, but Mary, she loved to drink her wine. Let's be honest, not much of an attractive woman, was she? Nah. But after a bottle of wine, she'd hit on the help and she'd say, hey, you want to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom? No. That's right, baby. Tom and Mike. How about this, my friend? There's a guy in Oregon who got arrested the other day, okay? 
The police take him into a holding cell. So this knucklehead thinks that if he beats himself up, he's going to claim police brutality is going to get out of it. So he hits himself 45 times in the face. The reason why I know this, why they know this, why do you think? Cameras? That's right, baby. They have a video camera in the cell. So this guy knocked himself. He had two black eyes. He was all beat up. Man, talk about a sucker punch, right? You know, since that last prison break, what was it? Dana Mora up in New York, right? Right. What was that? Maybe five or six years ago, something like that? I don't think it was that long ago. Maybe it was. Okay, whatever. But I'm kind of wondering now, is that sort of standard where they're putting cameras in all prison cells? Because it seems like that should have been happening a long time ago because that's how you know if it's somebody's trying to break out or not, right? Right. I think that's a no-brainer, my friend, don't you? Yeah, you got to have a camera in the cell. Right. And then there's that other thing, you know, civil liberties. Right. But they've lost that, right? What happens when they, you know, want to do something in private? I guess somebody's always watching, right? Yeah. Well, after this guy beat himself so bad, I hear it wasn't all bad because he had great makeup sex with himself afterwards. Makeup sex? Yeah. Uh, Have you ever heard of people getting in fights and then having good makeup sex? mm. Well, you never fight with Karen. That's why. I never heard of makeup sex. Oh, sure. Couples have arguments, and they say they make up sex is sometimes even more hot. You never heard that? Well, the only kind of makeup sex I've ever heard of is the kind where, you know, she's saying how much she loves it, and she's just making it up. Oh. <laughs> Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, you're a religious person. You're not religious per se, but you believe in the Almighty, right? Absolutely. I see. I, I perceive, you know, I guess the world would say you're religious because— you follow some prescribed religious doctrine, right? which I never have. I think it's all about having a, a personal relationship with the living God. So I'm guessing you believe in the afterlife, right? Absolutely. Well, do you know this? Fewer Americans today believe in God, yet they still believe in the afterlife. How do you explain that? You know, that's a good point because people believe in ghosts, right? Right. I mean, these Ghost shows wouldn't have been on the air so many years if people didn't believe in that kind of thing, right? Right. How can you believe in the spiritual realm and not believe there's something on the other side? That's just cray-cray. Right. So you're agreeing with me? Well, let's just, first of all, the definition of afterlife is believe that the essential part of an individual's identity or the stream of consciousness continues after the death of the physical body. There's been a lot of interviews with folks who've actually been clinically dead in the sense that their heart has stopped beating and they actually have these out-of-body experiences to the point where I think we were talking about this one day, you know, in some of the trauma units around the country in hospitals, like for instance, in the room up on top of the cabinets where the patient is lying flat on their back, many times totally unconscious, their heart stops beating, you know, they get the paddles, suddenly they come back And they talk about looking down at the doctors working on their bodies. And also, what is that message up on top of the cabinet? A lot of these trauma units, they have messages up on top of the cabinets where a lot of these people who have died and come back, they say, what did that message up on top of the cabinet mean when it said, come back, you're not ready to go yet? Don't you find that kind of weird? It is weird. 
I always had this fear that I go to the pearly gates and Peter, is it Peter who greets you? Peter, Paul, Mary. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, he wants my username and password one more time and I can't remember it. <laughs> I can't get in. Here's the password. Are you ready? What's that? Write this down, okay? All right. Okay. First letter, J. E. Third letter, S. Fourth letter, U. And the fifth letter, R. What? <laughs> uh, no. I threw okay. you a You forgot your password. <laughs> Are we going to have to email that to you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So I just think that you get as much you can out of this life on earth because until somebody comes back and tells us that we're different, I'm just going to go off the gusto right now. Right now, pal. Go for everything right now. I like that song from the 90s by Joan Osborne. What if God was one of us, just a stranger on the bus? Uh, that was a good song. Whatever happened to her? I don't know, but I always thought that song would be great, sung inside of a church by a full church choir. Wouldn't it be beautiful? It would be. Would you be nice to that stranger? Yes, I, I'm nice to every stranger. That's the good shepherd way. Now, if you could just get that last letter in the password, <laughs> you'd be set, my friend. I know. Jeezer. I had a Jeezer. That was the name of a band, I think. No, that was Weezer. Yeah, it was, okay. Jeezer. <laughs> Jesus. See, that's what happens when you're a young band right. in the 90s and you get older. You <laughs> yeah. go from Weezer to Jesus. There you go. Tom and Mike.